Hey, welcome into Pro Football Ireland. It is our tight end NFL Draft Preview podcast going out on the PFI Podcast Network. If you want to listen to our PFI College Football podcast after the NFL Draft, please do subscribe to the PFI College Football Show. Just search PFI College Football on all your good podcast providers. Delighted to be joined. Michael Quaid, delighted to be joined with Dara Carger, uh, Connell Diggin and Michael Lavery ahead of the draft. Uh, not too long to the draft now, boys. Hopefully we can get uh, a few flights in to get to Kansas City. If not, we'll be live the night of the draft, hour by hour, person by person. Let's see if we can meet halfway. Where is halfway for all of us if we're going to meet lots? Where is halfway? No. So hold no, on. No, no. <laughs> Just for the sake of the podcast here, Dara is in Belfast and uni. Connell is well. You're from Kerry, but you're in Galway at NUIG. Yeah. I'm presuming that that's like I, I just call it Newick. I'm just gonna put we're that actually out there. we're actually University of Galway now. So yeah, oh, it's yeah. James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Everyone you still go. calls it NUIG. <laughs> the process for me to apply to a uni in the south was just too complicated, so I just gave up at the first hurdle. Uh, Michael in Derby, and I'm in County Tyrone, so I think I, the. Look, I think Dublin's the best bet. To be fair, isn't it? Are we right in thinking that? So well, we're, we're hardly going to go anywhere else. So yeah, we can go to like the ah. Alman. I guess could be it could be the the halfway point. <laughs> 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 Galway to the Isle of Man. That's an awful. That's oh, an awful Jesus. task. <laughs> uh, I mean, Galway. Like you got like uh, how far shot an airport? Very, very, very quickly as we go to Thailand. How far is the airport from Galway? I'd say, I'd, Probably like I'd say probably like an hour or like forty. Oh, Jesus, minutes. oh Jesus, no way. I mean, I wonder if Shannon, like, like I, I haven't been to Shannon Airport in Brazil, and Dara, and Michael haven't been. I wonder is it as bad nope. as Belfast Airport? Couldn't be as bad. Couldn't be as bad. And anyway, d- different discussion, <laughs> different podcast. Plenty of time in the off season to talk about this. We're 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 gonna get into our tight ends, and we're gonna start off with a guy called Michael Mayer. You may have seen him for Notre Dame this last year, especially because the games were on. Sky Sports, uh, because of the deal that they have with Peacock and NBC. And actually, I have to you know, publicly say, I'm not just saying this because Notre Dame are coming to Ireland this August. I really enjoyed the opportunity to watch those games on Sky this year. And I, I, I hope that continues for a long time. But this guy's still had like a sore thumb, Dara. Baby Grunk. Yeah. He wears number 87. <laughs> He's a, <laughs> built like Gronkowski was back in the day. And like it's 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 weird to watch him, but more so in his own way as a player. You can see him transferring his talents that he has in college football very easily into the NFL. And like a lot of those Notre Dame games, when they got a going last year, when they got a going, it was game over. His skills, the way he can con- the, the, the way that he can catch and contest the ball in certain situations is elite. Tight end one in this draft, surely, yeah? Yeah, uh, I fully agree. As you said, st- stuck out like a sore thumb in every one of those uh, Notre Dame games. Uh, you see college receiver or college tight ends these days are slowly but surely becoming glorified big-bodied wide receivers. Um, Michael Mayer is not that. He is your prototypical inline tight end. I've You're rarely going to see a tight end project as closely to the NFL game in college. And we always talk about how it takes time for these college tight ends to adjust to the professional game. I don't think that applies with Mayer. He's just that pro ready. He's, as you said, the contest catchability, the route running. He's, he's not a superb athlete. He was outshone at the combine by just about every other tight end we're going to speak about here. Um, but I wouldn't put too much stock in that. I think trust what you've seen on the tape. He's, 
a phenomenal, outstanding uh, weapon for any offense in the league. Connell, a great weapon for an offense potentially, but how far up is he going to go, do you think? That's the big question in the draft. I think uh, it, he's a first-round talent for sure. I think he gets picked in the first round. But I think a lot of the, the again, like we were talking about with running backs, we were talking about positional value. And I think a lot of people, you know, see tight ends as, you know, a day two type pick, really. And that's kind of been true the last couple of years as well. I mean, like the highest tight end we've ever seen picked was Kyle Pitts only last year. And that was like within the top 10. So again, so positional value has to be taken into account here. But Michael Mayer is like an NFL, like he could have probably made the NFL last year if he really wanted to. Like that's how projectable he is to the NFL. And like, I think you do worry a little bit just about like, he's not, he does not have elite speed. He doesn't really have great speed to be honest, but he does everything else. Well, he's probably the best blocker out of all of these tight ends, which we've seen, you know, a lot of teams really use those elite tight ends and who are good at blocking. But now that he can receive better than just a blocking tight end, that kind of adds even more value to him. And, you know, I, the the last mock I looked at before this, um, I saw, you know, him going to the Chargers and I thought that, that was actually a pretty good kind of comp for him to go to. But like that's, you know, that's mock drafts and mock drafts have proven in the past to not be the most accurate anyway. Gotta find a way before the draft, lads, to maybe do a mock draft, or maybe that's what we could do like the night before a draft. Literally do a mock draft and genuinely have genuinely have a bit, just a bit of crack with that and sort of see what we can do. And um, talking about the charges there, Michael from Connell, like is is there a different team that you would look at that could is screaming out for a tight end like this? Well, pretty much anyone who's in need of a tight end, Mayor has been tipped with. You know, has been said he might end up there. He's just that much. He's that pro-ready, so to speak. I mean, he's a big, big dude. 6'4", 250. Um, one of the teams I do think of, and I, I don't think Daryl might be saying this, is, is the Packers. And, and I'm sure, Daryl, you, you, you wouldn't be too mad if he ended up there. I think that would be a good fit. Again, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. That situation's still a bit up the left, but I think the Packers would be a good fit for him. That's a perfect fit in my opinion. Yeah, he's definitely someone they should be eyeing up with that fifteenth overall pick. Yeah, Jordan Love. And look, I'll I'll definitely be interested there. That, that that's going to be good to watch. Um, this is a really interesting tight end class, Dar. Like, I mean, go, going from the next guy to just this guy, Darnell Washington with Georgia is the next one we're going to talk about. Real standout in high school, and and he's really progressed well since then. He has got a lot of power I mean he's got a lot of agility he can he can really open up the field when he's when he's running but then his catch really is, is superb he's very very good at pass blocking as well is there anything that stands out to you maybe as a weakness because I know we've got Mayer as our first tight end but this guy isn't that far off to be fair to him no he's a uh, to the surprise of nobody a freak athlete coming out of Georgia which is just something we see every single year now they don't know what they're feeding them but uh, he's uh, the blocking is without doubt his biggest strength he's just an effortless blocker as you are going to be at that size he's built like Thanos um, you, you're never going to see uh, another player he, he projects very similar to Mercedes Lewis in my opinion who obviously a standout blocking tight end with the Jaguars now with the Packers in his old age he um, if you look at Washington 
the combine may suggest that he's a better player in space than he actually is. He tested very well. He's the kind of player who always is going to test well the combine. I don't see it quite as much on the field, and I think that NFL evaluators feel the same way, and that's maybe why we're not talking about him in that uh, regard of you know an early first-round pick, um, regardless of the position. So he, sometimes you see him a little bit clunky in his routes and, and things of that nature. That, that would be the only thing that would really stick out as a weakness for, for Darnell Washington. Connell, when he was with the Bulldogs, he was actually only targeted 45 times within three seasons. Is that a major issue in terms of his development? Like, you know, you, you may want to see more from him if you compare like Mayer, who had a lot more opportunities to show himself throughout college. Well, I mean, that that kind of, you know, he was the number two tight end. It's not because he wasn't a good receiver. He was the number two tight end behind um, Brock Bowers at Georgia. And Brock Bowers is, Brock Bowers is certainly a very good player and he'll be, you know, he'll be in the draft, I think, next year, the year after. But I think what makes Darnell Washington is, you know, you have to consider that he was a blocking tight end. So it's not that he wasn't getting the snaps. Like he was getting the snaps and he was getting the reps in, in practice. So he he knows what he's doing. It's not like he's this this raw prospect like some other people uh, are. But I think he's an elite blocker. And he has all the skills. He has the the jumping ability. He has the he has the pace to get open and actually be a good receiver if he just gets the right coaches, you know, on him. And that's that's I think what's really important for him. And you know, I've I've heard just from you know through different channels and whatever, you know, that the 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 Cowboys have actually kind of been looking at him a little bit because he seems like someone that the Cowboys would go for. Just especially with how well they've you know, develop tight ends like Dalton Schultz the last couple of years. So I'll be interested to see um, if he does end up going there because I think that's a good pick for them. Obviously being prudent, Michael, you you, you would argue that his top end speed is not fantastic, but he is still projected to go either the mid to the end of the second or in the third round of the draft. Is there any situation in which we could see this guy going further than him? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's, We'll talk about sort of his pros and his cons there and his limited sort of uh, sample size on, on his catching simply because he was a blocker. His range was mentioned there as well. It's just extremely impressive. Um, and even when we go back and look at the combine, that, that clip of him pushing the sled, he just pushed it an absolute country mile compared to everybody else. So the guy's an absolute beast. Um, and he, he's going to improve whatever team he, he lands at straight away. Um, he's going to be physical and he, you know whether he's blocking or whether he's catching he's going to help a team out I think he would be great in a situation where maybe it's perhaps a slightly less experienced quarterback uh, somewhere where they're relying on the run game a little bit more and that way he can still be used well in in the blocking in the run game but then he can get his pass reps in whenever the quarterback needs to bail out needs to screen needs to check down and get his reps in on his practice in that way so there's quite a few places where he could be a good fit, but I still think he's sort of a mid mid second round guy. Looking at that and going to a different prospect, I'd be interested, Darren, and just just everyone loves to sort of hear your thoughts on Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. Uh, Dara, just first off, obviously, you know, many positives. There uh, is a lot of upside in terms of how you can maybe evolve him, develop him over the next few years in the NFL when he's drafted. Um, he's going to be a big threat in the red zone for teams in terms of his agility. But he does have quite limited starts in the league. I think, uh, sorry, in in college, thirteen starts over his time in college. Obviously, many different factors to take into that. But you would have to look at that and then ask yourself: 
will he need more time to develop? Probably going to be a TE2 or a TE3 one of the teams going into the league. Do you disagree with that sort of thought process or are you on the same page? Yeah, I think he's the the opposite of Mayer in terms of he's a player who's going to take time to adjust to the league, especially when you've only got 13 uh, career starts in college. That's, that's always going to be something that uh, makes teams pause for just a second. An elite blend of size and speed I think he's in 99.5 or basically a 99th percentile athlete per the relative athletic score, 250 pounds. And he was absolutely zooming at the combine. Um, uh, another note on his speed is at the senior bowl, they, they have trackers in the players. They have uh, the same things that next gen stats use in the NFL. And he was the fastest tight end by quite a margin at, at the senior bowl so uh, I mean that's just another thing that you're going to look out for he's uh, real he's like a moldable piece of clay you know you don't know what you're going to get right now but he has the upside to become one of the very best tight ends in the league without doubt definitely has the upside Connell and you know from what we've both said there this is a guy that doesn't have a lot of experience. Also injury, and uh, j- just an injury towards the end of the college season, had to be cleared by doctors in the NFL to actually play in the senior bowl. Is there any concerns on your end in terms of that there? And obviously when you've got that experience or lack of experience mixed with injuries, there is work there and it's it's raw talent that I guess when you can work with that raw talent and actually give someone a chance, it could pay off massive dividends, especially when he, I think he was... Um, doing speeds of around 21, 22 miles per hour in the senior bowl, in the senior bowl, which says an awful lot. Yeah, and I, I think those him showing that speed in the senior bowl, coming off injury um, from the season, that's definitely something that NFL teams, I think, will like. You know, it'll be like, okay, he hasn't lost a step, even though he's been injured. But I do think at a position that is quite physical, like tight end, it is a small bit of a concern. And while I don't see him, you know, I think a lot of teams would probably have him with a second round grade and all that. He might fall below some of the later, some of the other uh, tight ends that we have here, just because teams might be worried about that injury risk. But he like he's he's a very, very good tight end. I mean, his I believe his uncle um, used to be an NFL tight end and he was a head coach. And then his dad, I believe, played quarterback for Oregon. Uh, for a little bit as well so he has athletic genes and I mean it, it showed in the combine like Dara said like 99th percentile um, in relative athletic score so he is an elite athlete I think needs to just improve his blocking just a little bit but I think you know he compares quite well to a lot of players who have been in the, the NFL recently um, I think I saw like a Mike Kosicki comparison which is pretty good considering both of them are pretty agile and good receivers not the best blockers so I like him. I like that comparison the most, really. Michael, it's funny that we've talked there between myself, Darren Connell, about different ways of his of, of his experience, injuries, um, and just not a lot of his experience at all, really. Like he's almost like the Anthony Richardson of the tight end class. It's funny, like you don't you don't know what you're going to get, but that's the beauty about the draft. Yeah, it is, uh, and it also I suppose it can work in in Luke Musgrave's favor here as well, in the sense that. He has a lot more to prove, and if if he's he's thought off so well and so highly with such a small sample size at the minute, once he gets going, once he he gets into camp, you know he he can really shine and maybe shock a few teams, and a few teams will be looking back saying, you know, how did we drop the ball on that, or how how did how did we miss out on that? So yes, it, it, it 
hinders him for as obvious reasons that he doesn't have the experience. The injury as well, um, with so, such little game time and then an injury, does he have the, the right mindset? Does he have the right people around him to, to treat him to, to you know to fully come back from that injury properly? Yes, he put in a great showing at the combine, but we were talking earlier as well about the mental side of injuries, and that's such an important thing that players need to learn to get over, and that will be coached in them. So. Yeah, a lack of game time on his side is probably disappointing, but going forward, it just gives him more time to shine and a lot more to prove. Let's see what happens. Let's look at our next next tight end. And I, I, I have I put this guy too far down, Dara Dalton Kinclid from Utah, um, basketball background, and you can see that he only actually played one year in high school, which thought to me, this is a guy that. <laughs> While he's very, very good in terms of running and getting the pass after catch, uh, sorry, getting the yards after catch, um, this is a guy that you know, at the minute he cannot really get there in terms of run blocking. It's gonna some, it's gonna be something that he has to work on. But you've got multiple outlets putting him up there as high as second on the board of tight ends. Where do you have him? Yeah. Um... It's a really interesting projection because I, as you say, I've seen him mocked as early as as fifteen to, to Green Bay, which is a, a pretty lofty for a, a tight end who's only started playing football six years ago. I think it is now. So uh, yeah, he started in twenty seventeen. So that's that's really interesting. Uh, probably the best pure receiving tight end in this class, um, and just similar enough to Mayer, he ran. Well, he wasn't as much in line of a tight end as Mayer. I think uh, Utah run a very pro-style offense, which should translate pretty well to the NFL. Um, as you said, the run blocking is his biggest knock at the moment. You're hoping that with his relative lack of experience, just playing football in general, he hasn't. this isn't something he's done his whole life. You're hoping you're still able to tap into some of that potential there. Nobody's questioning his ability as a receiver. As you say, a basketball background looks every part of a basketballer when he's high-pointing balls up the scene. It's just effortless. Just imagine Dar's thoughts if he does go at 15 to Green Bay or something, just you know, already thinking, how can we manage this guy? How, how can we get him to the next level? Jordan, love a quarterback. Time depending on this podcast. Uh, Colonel, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Prudent here, but the guy... Uh, does have genuine questions about his medical sort of background like you know he's uh, they find a small or I guess tiny fracture in his back during evaluations for the combine uh, but they're always going to try and find things and like you know is it is that a major concern I mean like a tiny fracture you got a long off season you know you're, you're not going to be putting pads on the July surely it's something that they can work on but it could be something that we could look at if he does go quite high in the draft and it could be a serious thing that, that, that we could ask going down the stretch I mean you kind of look at that and I think you'd have a lot of NFL teams being like oh this guy's tough enough to play through a yeah. fractured back and that's that's something that like you know I don't think it's super concerning it's something that you know I, don't, I haven't researched how long it takes for that to heal but, you know, I'd assume he should be fine. And if he feels he's able to run through it and doesn't feel a whole lot of pain, it wouldn't be something that I don't think a lot of teams uh, would worry about. And with this guy, I think he has a whole lot of upside. I think he, I've seen, like, he's really just been jumping up draft boards kind of ever since the season ended. And, like, he's he's a, he's an elite pass catcher. I, I am a bit worried about the run blocking, but, like, there's a lot of tight ends who 
they're not the best run blockers and they still are, you know, Pro Bowl level talents. And that's really what the league has become. You know, you don't really need to be an elite pass blocker or an elite run blocker anymore. If you're good enough as a receiver, you know, that the passing game is winning in the NFL currently. So he projects actually probably better than maybe one or two of the guys ahead of him right now. And in terms of uh, of what Conal said, Michael, you know, obviously he has got some explosive moments in college, but the, the biggest proof for him is when he catches the ball, he catches the ball. He does not let it go. It doesn't matter how many people are over him and he can find ways to, to get that extra yardage. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of outlets saying that he's going to go in the first round. Is there anywhere outside of Green Bay that, that Dara said that, that you think you could fit into? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I have it down here that the guy's a pass-catching weapon. Do you know what I mean? He, uh, his hands, as you mentioned there, Michael, are, are just, they're like glued to the ball. And whenever he, get, whenever he gets his hands on him, he's not for letting go. And, and he's very savvy and high positions himself, getting ready for, for the catch. I think the Steelers could be a good fit for him. Um, I just think that's sort of a, an area where he could fit in well. And quickly make his way up the ranks to be T1 in that offense. Um, Again, I would, you know, I was saying earlier about Michael Mayer, tight ends are being tipped uh, and mocked to go just about everywhere. They're, it's almost as if people are just throwing, you know, darts at a map and wherever the stick they're going. Um, so it's it's a bit unpredictable. But this guy is, you know, he's going to be a, an instant starter and a great, great asset to any offense. I want to give a special mention before we get our last one to Sam Laporta of Iowa that we haven't that we're not going to mention, but do feel free, lads, to talk about him, uh, to talk about him, or even talk about uh, Josh Weil as well from Cincinnati. Um, as we go through our last pick, I have put down Tucker Craft from South Dakota, and um, very very well built Dara, but the main concern here is going to be you know his ankle injury that he had last season, and it did rob him of a few games, and you'd have to look at that and think well. Is that going to be an issue for him in terms of getting picked? You're looking at maybe third to fourth round at the minute, but he does have a very, very good frame if he goes to the right team and again takes advantage of those opportunities. He's definitely got the physique to get there. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that ankle injury. Um, when it, when it's limited in time during games at that level, he's he's playing at an FCS level, and for those who don't know, that's it's not quite Division Two, but it, it's a firm Division One B in in the college football world. Um, you've seen players come out of these schools before, these Dakota schools, but um, it's definitely a more uh, it's, it's a lower level of competition, and it's a massive step up to the NFL. Obviously, Kraft has the athleticism to to match NFL tight ends and to, to hang with any team overall. But uh, he's a he's a raw overall prospect. There's there's a lot to to build on his game. Look, it's a it's interesting you brought up Sam Laporta. I believe he's much more of a complete uh, prospect from day one. Maybe doesn't have the same ceiling as Kraft, but if you're looking like a reliable tight end to early, you know, early on in his career, I believe Laporta might be the move over Kraft, personally. Yeah, and Connell, it's it's funny because when, when you look at a guy like Kraft who maybe doesn't have that experience in that, that higher level, it's interesting because because you, you you start to ask yourself, well, does does he have that ability to play in the NFL? How long will it take to actually take the step up to that next level? Because it's one thing playing in the top college division, it's another thing playing it down in the NFL. It's it's going to take time to adjust and adapt. And do you, 
are you seriously concerned about that or do you feel that with his build that he can actually easily make that step forward? I mean, I think what came across a lot when I was just reading about him was a lot of the things that they were saying about him was like, he was pretty good. He's very good, like all around, like he's good all around. But then I think when you're thinking he's good all around, are you, you're comparing him to a player, you know, if you were comparing him to Darnell Washington, like Darnell Washington's going up against the the best of the best that college has to offer in the SEC. But then if you're pe- playing in a lower division, like Zach Kuhn's or sorry, that Tucker Craft has been playing in, it does, it does worry me just a little bit, at least at the level. Now there's been good players. I mean, the last tight end, I think to come out of there was Dalton Schultz or not Dalton Schultz was, um, uh, Dallas Goddard Dallas Goddard came yes, out of there and um, so like you know if they're good enough to to be a good enough tight end and they've had you know they've proved that they can have tight ends uh, in the past you know maybe you're not as worried he does have a pretty high ceiling um, but I'm, I am a bit worried I think maybe his level right now might be a bit lower than what we might think it is as we round up our tight ends, Michael, is there anybody else that stands out to you? Just what's your thoughts on Tucker Craft? Yeah, I think, listen, when a guy's got size, he's got size and he can be molded and, and he can be coached regardless of the school he went to. I know obviously there, there, there's benefits of going to a better program and going to somewhere where there's maybe better facilities or the likes of, uh, is it Iowa? Is tight end you, you know, tight end university, but you know, Kraft's going to come in and with his work, work ethic and whatever else, he can mould himself into a pro. And, you know, Connell mentioned that, that the rest of the lads that come from his school, he, he's not an outlier in the, in this sense. He, he can come in, he can apply himself and he, he can get himself into a position where he can be a reliable a, re, a reliable player for, for any team in this league. That is our tight ends done. I can't wait to look back and listen to it for a year's time and, and look at how Tucker Craft became the best tight end in the last 10 years drafted. And we can all laugh at our analysis, boys, but uh, that's our offensive players done. Are, are we doing one on the kickers, lads? Are, are, are we doing it? I, I don't think we're going to do it. I'm, right? I'm I mean, more of a punter guy. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if we can get Big Pat McAfee to come on for the crack. But uh, I'd say that's probably our offensive ones done. Coming up in a couple of days, we got our defensive players starting out. And uh, folks, if you are enjoying the podcast, please do give us a review um, on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a rating, or you can, I think you can give us a star or follow us on Spotify. Um, look, every listen, every review massively helps us. If you want to get involved, you can reach out on social media at NFL Ireland or hit all of us up. Our info is in the bio of this podcast, and we will chat to you soon, folks. Thanks so much. Bye.